We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. On today's episode of the Pi Podcast, we have, yes, you guessed it, we have fan voicemails. We dedicated a whole episode to listen to all the voicemails, answer all your questions, all your thoughts, all the vents, all in episode 145 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 145 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Pepsi and Indeed.com. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Pierre and Malcolm. And before I ask how you guys are doing, we are going to be doing a little different episode. We're going to be doing a Monday voicemail just dedicated to the voicemails instead of combining it with the post game. So, if you guys haven't seen our reaction on the post game, go check that out. That's episode 144, and you guys could hear our reactions. But now it's time to get into your guys' reaction, your voicemails that you guys left. And we want to dedicate a whole episode to that, and we want to start doing this for the rest of the season. And this is just our future plans the rest of the way. So before we do that, my boys, how are you guys doing? Woo! I'm good. Back. It's back. back yeah, I'm baby. good, man. I just had to sleep on it, man. I'm good, man. Yeah, so maybe maybe the maybe the Sunday recording wasn't the greatest thing for Malcolm emotion wise. Yeah, man. Like I mean, I made like a little Patricia like like punching bag thing. I just kept hitting it over and over and over and over. So now I'm good. Now I'm good. Like for me, it was the opposite. Like after the game, I was laughing, I was joking, and then I I slept on it, and then I was in the car ride, 
And I had a long car ride today. I was going to school, and I lived about like 45 minutes away from school, uh, from my house to school. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, damn, how did the Lions get here? And it just it hurt when I was thinking about it. But different story on a different day. But let's just do these calls, man. I'm ready. Are ready for voice bills? Because some came in the mail today. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they, they called in. And apparently we have the answers. Um, Let's just jump into the first voicemail. And don't call that number I gave last episode, by the way. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Malcolm left it in there. <laughs> so don't call that number. <laughs> Not gonna leave it in there as a joke. Uh, what's Bill? <laughs> hey guys, um, yeah. So I'm calling, and the game's not even over yet. But this is just displays my frustration. What the hell? As of right now, we're still down seventeen zip to the freaking Carolina Panthers without Teddy Bridgewater and a Christian McCaffrey. I'm still not taking anything away from the team because they're all professionals, but this should not be happening. And I'm sorry if I repeat stuff you guys already say, but this game is horrible. Defense was not good, in my opinion. The tackling was piss poor. Um... I wasn't happy with the offense completely. Uh, the protection was complete crap for Stafford. And he wasn't fully, I don't know. I want to say, I don't know. If Stafford's just, I don't think he's having fun or what. He's just, he's not Stafford that I know and love. And I still love the man, but it's not Stafford I know. This is this game is atrocious. This, this is a three and seven Panthers team that, without their starting quarterback and star running back, we are losing to and being embarrassed by. To a guy who has played in the XFL, nothing wrong about playing in the XFL, but this is ridiculous. If this is not a sign to ownership to get rid of. Patricia and the staff, I don't know what it is. Even Quinn needs to go. And if they want to wait till the end of the season, fine. I get that. But there's no way either of those two should be back at next season. Yeah. And then I'm not saying anyone needs about clearing house with the rest of the players or whatever they need to do, but at least Patricia – Quinn needs to be gone. Um, I'm so frustrated. I can't think of the guy, the coach of special teams. He needs to stay for sure. But at the end of the season, it, people need to be fired. I'm sorry. This is this is bad. And I'm used to bad as a Lions fan, but this, this is not cool. Either way, uh, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly how he feels. Watching that game felt like 
like you just kept getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over again. And that that's pretty much what he was talking about. He'd even wait for the game to end. <laughs> he called at three thirty. Yeah, he said it was the score seventeen zero. Seventeen zero. It looked over by then, so that was. Is, you called it, Tyler. You called this the worst game you ever witnessed. The worst Lions game. Lions game. Yeah, I think this is the worst the, Lions game ever. Or do you talk about worst Patricia game ever? Uh, worst. I mean, we never saw a game anything close to this in the Caldwell era, in my opinion. Or the Jim Shorts era. So I think, I mean, that's only errors I've lived through of watching Lions football. So this is the worst game. I, I don't think it was the most, like, the worst. I think it was the worst played game. I think the most embarrassing game might have been the Jets yeah. game. But this was the worst game played, in my opinion. And just, like, I don't know, man. I mean, that, that's that's just a different type of bad, a different type of losing. You lost to a guy in the XFL without their star running back. Star left tackle. I mean, three of their five offensive linemen out. Star corner, and it wasn't like we're like taking these guys away from like the Kansas City Chiefs. We're taking away these guys from the Carolina, the three and seven Carolina Panthers, <laughs> and you couldn't do anything against them. You couldn't even score a single point against them. So, can we get a field goal? I think that's just the most effortless game I think I've ever seen out of a football team in the NFL. I've never seen a game so effortless out of an NFL team. That was bad. Yeah. And then if you, like, look at last year, I know they won three games, but they were, like, at least competitive, right? Like, they rarely got blown out. The last three or four games, they've been blown out. Colts, Minnesota, and Carolina. No, I brought Straight that up, up, blown out. I, I brought that up. It's like, even in those games last year when they had Blau and when they had Driscoll, yeah, they weren't a good team, obviously, and they weren't winning games. But you saw that juice out of that team where they, you know, they competed and they still bought in, I guess, what was, you know, being sold from Matt Patricia at least for most of the team. But, I mean, now you're looking at it, it's like these guys look so out of it and so, like, I don't want to accuse anybody, but, like, they just don't look bought in. They don't look like they want to play right now. It's like I compared it to, like, when you're playing peewee football and you're the kid that loves to play Xbox all day and your mom's like, get your ass up and go play some football with the boys. This is That's what the Lions team looks like. I had like a kid like, had a kid like that. <laughs> I swear to you, man. When I coach, yeah. I, I swear to you, I had a coach, and I just look at the kids like, "Yo, do you want to be here?" He said, "My mom only made me to come here. I'm only here because my mom made me made me come here." That's I'm what like, the Lions Dude. team reminded me. And of you have to play, and you have to play every kid, dog. So you have yeah. to play. Gosh, d- get out there, goddammit. Like, <laughs> and, and, and that's Fine. what reminded me of the Lions today. They remind me of uh, the kid that plays Xbox, and they just showed zero effort. Like they had zero juice. When they were down 17-0, like Peter mentions, there's no guy on the sideline barking. He's like, come on, guys, let's wake up. Let's, you know, let's let's play a football game. Chris they Spielman. Put, they they put Dan Miller out there. Yeah. Chris Spielman in the booth was more into it. He's like, you guys are fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> Do you guys understand that? Yo, like, how funny would it be if they had Dan Miller, like, on the sidelines? He's like, wake up. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, it's, it's time to play. <laughs> when when Tavai knocked that ball out. <laughs> Let's go! Wake up, <laughs> dude! I'm telling you, that game reminded me. Just like I'm telling you, they looked like all the kids that played Fortnite on their Xbox all day. Oh man, yeah, yeah they, like they had no effort. The problem with them is like the head coach is just sitting there, not saying anything. He's just kind of like just has his mask on and just like looking at the scoreboard, whatever the hell he looks at, whenever they show him. The players He's not like, like, yeah, the players are like, hey, coach, uh, what are we running? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he Side looks, so, looks confused. Sideline literally looks dead. When they're losing, everyone looks depressed. It, the sideline is dead. Like, 
you have like no one um the body language is bad like pete guys are pissed right you have no one trying to rally everyone like yo let, let's wake the fuck up let's get our shit together like they don't they don't have that they just maybe they do when someone is scared to do it i don't know but it seems like they, they don't have that guy it just for whatever like, reason it seemed like they gave up it seemed like they gave up like i know the lions have strong leadership but they don't have like um, they say they have strongest, but they don't have like an emotional leader, like a vocal leader. They need a vocal leader, and they just don't have that, man. They need yeah. like a Tom Brady, somebody to throw shit. Throw <laughs> like, his fucking helmet. Dude, like, like Stafford needs to like step up and say some shit, too. Like, this is his team. He's been here for what, 12 years? I love Stafford, but he has to like maybe be more vocal in these type of situations. You're the fucking quarterback. Like, do something, bro. You know? Yeah. That's why. That's why I kind of miss old school football, man. Because like they didn't give a shit. Like now you could say you could tell like all the media press like they're all scripted. Oh, I got to coach better. I got to play better. Like back oh, in yeah. they back in they just be like, yo, we fucking suck. Yeah, you know, the second, one coach, like, the second you say something wrong, you, you get killed. Yeah, and and you, and you could be cut for it or something like that. Like, it's but not if you're a guy like no, effort, I'm, I'm talking like, about like I'm talking about the coaching staff, like coaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even the players, like, they're never going to come out. Tracy Walker, and then remember, he he barely played the next game. Like, he said something, and then yeah. he tried to, and then he barely played the next game. So, like, even if the players try to say, like, Stafford could say something. They're not going to bench him. Everyone knows who's that. Like, he could, he should come out and say something, at least to the players, or he's not going to say that to the media, but on the sidelines. Oh, he should say to the media. Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> no, like for real, he should uh, he should rally the troops, rally the guys. You know, like he should be a little more vocal. That's I mean, my only knock on Stafford in this career. But maybe it's not him, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it this way, man. And I'm just putting myself if I was in their shoes. If I was in their shoes, like Stafford, who's been here for three years, been here the whole time Patricia was here, I would literally say, "What the fuck." You know, you, you've been here three years. You just say, "What the fuck?" You know. So I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how Stafford feels right now about the staff. He could be not bought in right now because they're not showing any results. Stafford yeah. has to carry this team, and there, there's no results. They, they they came in as a look. I know when they came in, I know they sat Stafford down and said, "Look, bro, you played nine years without a running game. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna do everything we have in our power to get you a running game. Nothing." Nothing, nothing, nothing. They, they they haven't formed a running game. So I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where Stafford's head at right now, man. Yeah, I mean, just the whole team in general, not even just Stafford, but yeah. I'm saying like he's like the guy, like him. Flowers is her right now, but the guys who are paid a lot, Decker, Stafford, one of those guys just needs to like be a vocal leader. You know, like I mean, they're captains of the team, but like show it when shit's going sideways. Show it on the sidelines. Be a captain. Lead. Remember, all I'm saying, I'm saying is remember what Glover Quinn said, man. He said if they, he if they, if they, if, talk, right? No, he he's no, that. no, no. He said that if, if the players, if they, if they generally like you, they're gonna fight for you. Yeah. If they generally like you, they're gonna fight for you. They know his job's on the line. Everybody know his job's on the line. Their jobs are on the line too, technically, because yeah. they keep get cut. Yeah, but like I said, man, they they know. If they if the players generally like you, they're gonna fight for you, man. And we're seeing we're seeing the results right now. They, nobody looks like they care. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Uh, let's just jump into the next call. Uh, voicemail. <laughs> so bad. 
God damn it. That man just called us to laugh at us, man. God, hey, that's funny, bro. Like, you embarrassing. Laugh. Like, what could you do, man? Like, next call. Is that you, Tyler? <laughs> it's is like that your number? That's something. You, that's some shit you would do, man. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. man called just to bust out laughing. He called us. He said a JV team could beat us. I, I mean, I want to go that far, but I'm I, I'm I'm putting out a, a limb and say we played Clemson. I think we might be fucked. I say I was gonna ask you if we play, if we play your Bama team, your college team, do you think we would lose? <laughs> no, they destroy them. They knock the shit out of them, bro. I mean, I mean, the worst recall, pro yeah. team would destroy the best college team. You gotta oh, remember, these guys yeah. are stars in college. Hundred yeah, 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 percent. I, 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 I think it's a, I think it's a joke. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I it's mean, funny. That was that was a funny call. I'm not gonna lie. But like. I mean, you say that, but you lost to an XFL quarterback. I know, but I mean, there's still. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm like past that, bro. I'm just like recording voicemails now, just getting a kick. You know, you know, talking my to boy, fans. my boy Gridiron made a very valid point, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, he was like, yo, why are you surprised that we lost an XFL quarterback? quarterback? I don't think anybody's surprised. It's just embarrassing. When, when uh, what's it called? When um, Chase Daniels pretty much came out of nowhere, he he called him Chase, uh, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol Daniels. What I, I said that last episode. You said the, the same. Said the I said the same team. exact thing in the preview. Who's who cares what the quarterback is? We're gonna get carved up somehow. It's just, I mean, it's a professional quarterback. You're telling me they can't throw dink and doinks against the Lions defense? Anybody can throw a dink and doink against the Lions defense. Yeah. So no, you, I mean, yeah, he makes a very good point. That's exactly what I said in the preview. That's, that's, why exactly, I, like, that's exactly what you said too. Man, yeah, you're I miss Terrell Austin's defense. That was fun. It was fun in 2014. It wasn't so fun in 2015. I was like, it was like whatever since, but after 2014. Oh man. Yeah, like 2014. That's what I mean. That was really fun. Thanks to the natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they join another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Whether you're in your basement, watching the Detroit Lions in your Lions man cave, or if you're deciding to crash your neighbor's house with an arch rival of your favorite team. Why are you here, big dog? We don't even like the same team. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through the day through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there is no long term contracts. 
And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions applies. Voicemail. Hey, it's Jeff again. Um, I'm not going to even comment on the game because, I mean, we all watched it, and that was just fucking, this is ridiculous. Um, instead, I'm going to do Sheila's job for her, and I'm going to make a statement to the rest of the Detroit fans. Um, basically, all you have to say is, even if you don't fire the guys, talking about the big three, Bevel, or the big four, fucking Quinn, Patricia, Bevel, and Undlin. Even if you don't fire them, all you have to say is this type of football is not acceptable in Detroit. We expected more, and we are going to get more. That's all you have to say, and end it there. That's all you have to say. That's it, and your job, and your job is done for the year, even if you don't fire them. The only person on this staff, including assistant coaches, including line coaches, including DB coaches, everybody, the only person that gets to stay is Coombs, and I think that's for obvious reasons. Coombs is the only person whose job is safe. The rest of these people don't deserve to be in Detroit. They don't deserve to be in the state of Michigan. They hardly deserve to be in football at this point. This is ridiculous. Um, at what point, you know, at what point is enough enough? One of the worst defenses in football. I don't care how many starters you have out. One of the worst defenses in football, and you can't even put up a fucking field goal. Are you serious? You can't even get in range of a field goal. Are you serious? What is this? What are we doing? This team has lost every single ounce of momentum that it had in the twenty in 2014 is under Caldwell, essentially. And now we are, once again, the laughingstock of the goddamn NFL. Again, the only other team that got shut out in the league so far is the Jets. That's our comparison. We're the fucking Jets. We're the Detroit Jets. That's what we are. This is ridiculous. I don't know if I said this here. I know I told my buddy. You guys know Tony. Uh, I was on yeah. his show today, and I was telling him today. I give so much kudos to Jim Caldwell for flipping the program around. Like, we were this right now. What we were, what we are now, is what we were before. And Jim Caldwell came in here and didn't care about that stuff. He flipped the whole narrative of Detroit, and he made them a competent team, uh, a team that's you know going to fight every game, a gritty team. You're going to look at the Detroit Lions, no matter what their record says, and you're going to say, "Wow, that's a gritty team. We got to look out for them." I give so much kudos to Jim Caldwell, and Jeff hit it right on the nail. Matt Patricia took. Everything away from what Jim Caldwell built is completely gone. And you guys know me. I was one of the people that wanted Jim Caldwell gone, and I still stand by that opinion too. But Jim Caldwell flipped the narrative around Detroit. I give him so much props for what he did, and we needed someone just to come in next. And what Malcolm brought up uh, one time, an analogy of the Golden State Warriors. He was Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson flipped the narrative for the Golden State Warriors, a very bad basketball team for a very long time. Not as bad as the Lions, but a very bad basketball team. Mark Jackson flipped the narrative around, flipped the culture around, and they brought someone in next, like Steve Kerr, to win you championships. That was Matt Patricia's job. Jim Caldwell, say what you want to say about him, average or not, hell of a guy, hell of a guy. you got to give your props to him. But Jeff hit it on the nail. 
Matt Patricia took everything away from what Jim Caldwell built. It's the shit now. We're back to what we were. Right back to the Matt Millen era. Back to where we were. It's disgusting. Exactly, bro. You 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 nailed it. And that's what I'm trying to say. That Jim Caldwell was our Mac, was our Mark Jackson. That's that's exactly who he was. He was our Mark Jackson. Okay. Whether you liked it or not, we just needed a guy to take us over to the next hump. I mean, he he yeah. he built a foundation. It was there. All you had to do was just take us to the next level. But he came with the Belichick. He came with all his patriots. He came with his staff. And he came and he destroyed. He he destroyed everything. And also what I want to mention is he hit it also with this just fucking ownership. Like no like the fans feel like these motherfuckers don't care because you just sitting back eating popcorn, drinking margaritas, watching this circus. I call this shit the Ringling Brothers. This is just this is a circus. Sitting back watching the circus, like 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 they don't give a shit. Yeah, nobody. No, I, it feels like nobody cares. Jeff is the voice of the lions. He's hired. I don't care if I have any say of that. Jeff is the voice of the lions. That was a Yo, beautiful statement. That that will, that will make. I mean, it'll make us feel so much better as fans. And they came out and said some shit like that because it was so like, wait, you know, maybe they're not just sitting back eating popcorn, drinking margaritas, they watching care. the circus. They actually fucking care. Or maybe like what I was saying before is fuck. They should just fire somebody now. Fire Bob Quinn and make a statement that you do give a shit. But they they don't. Nobody cares. Nobody cares in Detroit. Right. Voicemail. Absolutely pathetic performance. The team has totally given up on their coach. And if you don't see that this guy needs to go tonight, then you're just as blind as anybody else. I think everybody's in agreement. He needs to go when the team won't play for you. That's when you need to go. You saw it at the very end of the game. Offside, offside. Okay. It, it was a pathetic performance on all levels, though, of the game. When you're playing a rookie quarterback, and it seems like that's all Lions do, is make guys who's never started make careers. Who was the guy, like Matt Flynn or something, got him paid? Yeah, until they proved he wasn't good except against the Lions. You know, look at Trubisky. You know, monster game against us. It's been pathetic, this whole regime. All three years. I mean, let's let's give him some credit. He did get one one more win this year than the other two years. There it is. There's there's the credit. All right, later. So like he's done. Didn't I bring up that same analogy through the Matt Flynn? Yeah, you did. In the, in we the did preview. Talk about it. Yeah, we did. We did. This is what uh, it is, man. I mean, like. Yeah, it's frustrated. It is embarrassing. And then I kind of agree with Malcolm. Maybe if you don't fire Patricia, if it's like on a short week or whatever, why not just fire Bob Quinn then? And then fire Patricia after like the Thanksgiving game or whatever. Why not just fire Bob Quinn right now? That's what I'm saying. Because chips and salsa, you have to eat them together. You know, you can't just eat chips and you can't just eat the salsa by itself. They're no, chips and salsa. I guarantee you that they'll put, put Patricia in a panic. 100%. They put him in a panic. Like, oh shit, they fired they fire my dog. They fired they fire, they fire Bobby. Everyone will be woke. The players exactly. will be woke too. Exactly. Everyone will be woke. Like, exactly. oh shit! But that's the that's the type of shit I'm talking about. Just show that you fucking care. Show the fans. Show everybody that you pay attention to what's going on. Because right now, I don't think they're paying attention to what's going on in the field. I don't think and they're then, watching games. Mm-hmm. Do you see any like? That's why I kind of respect. They do go them. to the games. They go to the games. They they go to the games. At least the home games. I've like. They've shown pictures and stuff. I, I don't know if they're allowed to go to the away games. I don't know how that works, like with all the COVID and stuff. But they go to the games. Yeah, they, they go. I mean, how? how? Like, 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 because I don't see how they can see what's going on right now and tolerate it and, and just be like, okay, like, like, 
Like probably I said, eat, they're probably eating good in the sweet. So I listened to a podcast. Uh, it was called One of These Years, I think. It's by Nick Baumgartner and Chris Berg, both from The Athletic. Shout out to those guys. Those guys are great. Um, but they said that they want Sheila Ford to hire, like, a guy who actually knows football, to, like a, like an actual football president, not like some like banker like Rod Wood or whatever Rod Wood is. Come on, like man. hire an actual president because the problem is this hire, if you get this wrong, it's it's going to be a disaster. What does um, it mean? If they get this wrong, what does it mean? It's the same thing it's always been. Man, I know, but you same have to get this right, circle, though. Man. Yeah, you have same to circle, like try man. to get this right. No, it, I mean, it's, it always should be right. That's, I mean, like, not always, but, like, you should always intend for it to be right. I mean, they've never been right before. Like, right now, the so Lions on offense and defense, they have no identity, right? They have, like, no, like, no pathway. At least, like, we know uh, the Lions, the Pistons, the Tigers. They all, like, are building, and we kind of see, like, where they're heading. Malcolm, you don't really live in Michigan, but I'm talking, like, to the people that live here. Like, yeah. you see, like, you see their vision. The Lions don't really have a vision right now. They're just kind of stuck. Yeah, because everything that we had is fucked up. You destroyed everything that we had. Right now, there was a clear path. There was a vision. Yeah, what, was it, what was the thing? Okay, we're 9-7. Well, now we just need to get over the hump and win a playoff game. And, and you know, win a playoff game. Get to the Super Bowl. Get to the FG Conference game. Win your division. That was our, that was our vision before. Yep. Now what is our vision? We, we have that there is no vision. There's no vision right now. <laughs> yeah, they need a guy to come in and just trade guys away, rebuild it up, and get going again. Like kind of like what Troy Weaver did. Now I'm not saying like that like crazy because Weaver did a ton of uh, transactions, but they need a guy who's going to come in, acquire young talent, and build and build and build, and hopefully get this thing right. But that's what they need. We'll see though. I mean, do I have confidence in in Sheila or whatever? I I don't know. She's never like it's her first time doing this. The Fords have gotten all their She's hires wrong. I mean, Jim Caldwell hire was was fine, but like other than that, they haven't really done much like recently. I mean, this is what I'm gonna say. I, I think the whole Murray Mayhew was the first stepping stone of, of of great success. I mean, you know, going in the right direction because even when we had Jim Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, I think he was the first one to build that little foundation, and then need to get over the hump, and that's when they brought in um, Jim Caldwell, and Jim Caldwell kind of took him where where he could take him. And we just needed another guy to take us to the next goddamn step. Yeah, we're back to square one. Now we're back to square one. Matt Millen era. Next call. SOL era. Um, voicemail. Hey, guys. This is uh, Anonymous Lions fan. I played to win the game on Twitter. Um, after watching that debacle of a game against the, um, the quarterbackless Panthers, uh, we all know, I think we're all saying the same thing. We all know that Quinn has, that Patricia has to go, and maybe Quinn as well. Um, but the question is, you know, where do they go from here? What do they do next? And um, I think there's a fundamental issue that that led to Patricia's uh, lack of success. Uh, I think Bleacher Report had an article where he was quoted saying that the hard way is often the best way or the hard way is the right way, something along those lines which is completely wrong when you're being a leader and you're coaching or teaching anything. You know, you want to simplify everything. And, and often, you know, you hear that cliche, keep it simple, stupid. But that's what you want to do when you're teaching someone or coaching people to play football. You don't want them to be thinking too much. And you want them, you want everything to come naturally so they can use their athletics and, and make plays and have success. So, 
I think that's one of the fundamental issues with Patricia, why they couldn't succeed, along with no uh, experience that he or Quinn had, having been with only one organization. The question is where they go from here. And I think they need to, you know, stop with this, you know, you know he's so smart, he has an engineering degree like Patricia, or he has a degree in statistics like, uh, like Jim Schwartz had, even though I think Schwartz would be successful in his next opportunity as head coach. You know, I think they need to have a teacher, someone who may be majored in communications or teaching so they can actually inspire and communicate what's needed for these players and to actually bring them to this team. And Sheila Helm needs to do something drastic. She needs to create an organization atmosphere that makes players want to come and be part of this organization. I can't remember the last former player I've heard of the Lions that said they actually enjoyed playing for the Lions organization and they felt safe there, and they actually wanted to be part of that team. I think the last player was probably Mel Farr, only because they taught him how to uh, run a uh, car dealership. So she needs to create that atmosphere, hire the people, and then let them take it from there, but make sure she has a culture that's, uh, that, that um, inspires players and makes them actually want to be there. Uh, that's all I've got to say for now. Of course, fire Patricia, fire Quinn, and let's go from there. See you. Like, I think every coach is a teacher. I, I don't necessarily know you got to hire a guy like who's a teaching degree. Um, I, I think hey, every coach is hey, a teacher, but you, you know what degree I'm going for? I'm, going I'm for just saying, I'm going for a communication degree. He said you yeah, want someone with a communications though, degree. Like, I think, um, I think every coach is a teacher, but like every coach has a different style, right? And sometimes you have to adjust to your players versus your players having to adjust to you. Like, you coach to your player's strengths, not like, you don't say my way or no way. I think that's what a good coach does. Um, and I personally like a coach who's a motivator, who knows how to speak to the guys, treats them like men. Like, a guy who, like, like do you see Sean Payton after wins, bro? Do you see Andy Reid after wins? They're, like, dancing in the locker room, having a good time. Like, you need that kind of guy, I think. A guy who, who would make it fun to play for. All right, uh, let's go to the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey guys, um, just want to say I'm a big fan of the show. Been listening for well over a year now. Um, mm. Yeah, so keep up the good work. But um, after this performance, if Patricia is and his coaching staff, mainly just Patricia, is the head coach come Monday night, tomorrow night, 24 hours from now, less than 24 hours. I'm going to be pretty pissed off. I mean, I've wanted him gone for a while now, as many Lions fans have. Um, but I think this showing against the Panthers was just a thousand percent unacceptable. Like, you look at some of his showings in the past, and they've been pretty bad, definitely pretty embarrassing. As a Lions fan, to watch that and be like, yeah, this is the team I support. Um... This one, I think this one is like anyone with a brain, not even like knowledge about football, looks at this game and sees that guy on the sideline with a little pencil in his ear and be like, yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of venting, but this is not an excuse. You just can't. This is unexcusable. No matter what he says, no matter working hard on practice, you know, trying to get better, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't want to hear it. 
we've heard every excuse he can. He can come up with. Uh, I'll admit, I was a fan of Bethel coming in. When he came in, he was really good. The offense looked really good last year. And it's hard to say because of how bad our team was overall. But he made the offense look good with all the backups that were in. Now with the starters back in, I know we were missing some key guys today. Amendola, uh, DeAndre Swift, and then Galladay. But still, if you were able to do that last year with what you had, you should be able to do a lot more with what you have this game. Especially against the team you're going up against. I mean, yeah. That's basically all i got to say. Fire Patricia, fire everyone, clean house. Um, I do want to say, moving forward is a possibility. I would like to see Stafford back for one more year with a new resume in and see how he does under that. If he doesn't perform well or similar to this year, I'd say it's time to move on from him. And that's coming from a really big Stafford fan. Um, he's been the anchor to this team for a while, but he hasn't been holding down much because... It's not much to hold down, really. Um, yeah, that's it. Big Stafford fan, don't get me wrong. Big Ben Lyons fan. I've been a Lions fan for as long as he's been in Detroit now. So, yep. Nope, that's it. Keep up the good work, guys. Big yeah, I thought he made a very good point by Daryl Bevel, saying how you know he should be able to adjust with the injuries, especially, you know, look at last year's team. It was even worse, more banged up, and... Made it look fine, even with backup quarterbacks, third-string quarterback, and he straight up just hasn't seen that, obviously, this year with that Daryl Bevel offense, healthy fucking or not bevel. healthy. It sucks, man. I don't know. Fucking, I thought he, fucking Bevel. Yeah, and then to answer on the Stafford thing, it's going to be interesting. Uh, if there is a new regime, which seems very likely at this point, obviously, I don't know how attached they're going to be to a guy like Matthew Stafford. I think that's something more we could talk about more in the offseason because that's when it's going to become more of a hot topic than rather than now. Um, let's just ride it out, see how the season goes. And uh, and your other comment about Patricia should be fired, obviously, at the time it's recording on this Monday night, it just wasn't yeah. going to happen. We knew it was not yeah. going to happen going to Thanksgiving. He's pissed. So, so I mean, yeah. should he have been fired? Yeah, 100%. But it's not going to happen. I think he honestly rides out the rest of the year. And honestly, I'd be okay with it at this point because I want to lose. So I think he has the best chance of losing. Like when you guys look at the lines, what's the biggest issue? The issue is the refusal to change. Like they keep they keep doing the same shit and keep doing it and keep doing it. It's not working, and yet they keep doing it. They're like they're too stubborn, man. They just don't adjust. They don't change. Like why did it take until week ten to put DeAndre Swift out? Why they they still continue to play, man? They still continue to get beat by the crosser routes, like. It's it's just like a like a thing that keeps going on and on. And they they went into the game yesterday saying we're gonna feature Adrian Peterson. Like what the actual fuck, man? That was their game plan. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he's thirty five years Since old. Since week one to like now, I think every game he's declined by average. Like honestly, he's a good leader and stuff. But what is he doing for the team right now? Absolutely nothing. Like maybe make him a healthy scratch or something. Nothing against the guy. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. It's just time. Like he's thirty-five. He, he doesn't have juice. His vision is not what it used to be. Um, it's just not there with him. I don't see what they see in him. They keep giving him the fucking ball. I don't know why. If you saw that tweet ten years ago, though, you're okay with that, right? 
I'm just saying, bro. He's like 35. Like I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not I, I'm, saying I, anything I, yeah. around. Yes, he's, he's had a great career. He's destroyed the Lions a ton of times. Nothing but respect for the guy. First battle Hall of Famer, but dude, like Bevel, like come on, man. Like he's not the pro- he's not the solution right now. He's actually part of the problem. Adrian <laughs> Peterson right now is not a good back. He's this not. Is, this is crazy, man. Because Matt Patricia's first year, he came in. What did he bring? What did he do? Like he brings on like Garrett Blunt. <laughs> Last year, that was a disaster. Last year, C.J. Anderson. He gave up on that experiment a little earlier. But yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, he pulled a plug on that one quick, which was smart. But this year, Adrian Peterson. Like Why I just wait so long. It's crazy. Swift. I don't get it. Uh, when we signed AJ Peterson, I I really didn't see this coming. I didn't see AJ Peterson being featured this much into the offense. Yeah, I remember that episode. We were talking about it. We're like, this is cool. This is exciting. But yeah. we thought he was going to take over like a third down back rule. Exactly. If that, short yardage I thought he was going to yeah. take just Bo, because Bo Scarborough was hurt. I thought it was like, hey, we need a guy. Let's have him take that role. Yeah. That's all. I was like, oh, you know, AJP is cool and all, but I don't have any expectations because I don't see him having a big role. Yep. What happens? He's a starter. Like, oh, what the fuck? He's a starter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what, 20 carries? What the hell? And it looked week cool on week one. He shows good. Yeah. Yeah, week one, he was solid. And then and that it's was just it. like his play just started declining. Every week it's declining. Like, I don't know what they see in this guy. Why are we featuring Adrian Peterson? Is that the only option there is? When he has less carries, he was more productive. Like, when we played against Washington, those are the Washington. Yeah, I think he only had like three carries, but yeah, we like five yards per carry. Yeah, even like the Saints game. Um, if you remember, they were using DeAndre Swift a lot, and he was a little better towards the end of the game when they were in the red zone. He got a touchdown that game, but yeah, yeah. when when he used them less right now, it looked like he's more productive. I mean, he's thirty five years old. He's not a guy he gets twenty carries anymore. It's sad because. His exact words when they were saying that from the conversation of him being benched mm-hmm. was, what took y'all so long? Why you didn't do this two, three weeks ago? Yeah. That's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing when he acknowledges himself, the guy that's starting <laughs> in the role. You know, I can just picture him starting playing, and he's like, yo, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why, why am I still out here? Uh, and then when you ask the coaching staff, every game is different. They bring up all this bullshit coach talk. They don't want to admit they were wrong. Oh, he was a rookie where now slowly he was dealing with an injury, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, he's talented. Play your talented players, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Let's jump into the next voicemail. And this one, this next call, is going to bring memories, man. This dude used to call him all the time. Much respect for this guy, man. Just to hit out this next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. What's going on, fellas? <clears throat> so, yeah, I just wanted to uh, call and give you guys perspective on uh, yesterday's football game against the Carolina Panthers. So, um, one thing I think is it's time for Patricia and his staff to get out of there first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Let's address the elephant in the room. 20 to nothing against Carolina. Like, um, I feel like we got something bright in DeAndre Swift, um, TJ Hawkinson. He has the potential to be a good player one day. I mean, of course, Kenny Galladay, self explanatory, they have to pay that man. But at this point, you know, I'm really just, you know, I just think the Lions just need to rebuild or, you know, start over, like, clean house. Like I said, they need to start with staff and coaching and management first. Get Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn out of there. And then they just need to, you know, finish the season off 
and go about it with the draft and free agency. Our biggest crit tonight is our defense. Our front seven is trash. We got these big ass shoes, my friends, big linebackers that's slow. They can't do anything. The pass rush is beyond mediocre. Um, the only thing I really feel like legit in our defense is the secondary, but I feel like if you ain't got no pass rush, the secondary gonna get exposed too. We got some, we got some decent corners and safeties, you know what I'm saying? But man, I, I love my team, regardless of win, lose, or draw, but something gotta give, like. So I just want to call and get you guys' perspective. I mean, I know it's probably too soon to talk about the draft, but, you know, if I had to say so myself, whatever pick we get, I just feel like our first defense, first player needs to be defense. It needs to be an edge rusher or, you know, interior defensive tackle. So just want to call and get you guys' opinion to see what you thought about this, man. One lose, we draw, go Lions. I love the podcast, fellas. You know, stay safe. All right, peace. Um, so, I was just going to say one draft. Right. Really yeah, draft. regarding the draft, I think if you're rebuilding, um, you take the best player available, or if you like a quarterback, you take that quarterback. That that's how a rebuild goes. Depends where they pick. I don't know. I think go best player available, or you take a quarterback if you really like a quarterback or really love a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you gotta love the quarterback. I mean, unless yeah, he's yeah, number one pick, I mean, yeah, yeah, I love the guy, but shit, I mean. But th- this draft, yeah, I remember because I know Tyler, I know you um, cover the okay. draft. Yeah. So I know you were saying that there were there's not much edge rushers in the top, top ten. Yeah, there's no top tier edge rusher talent. The, besides but, what the guy, besides what the guy in Miami. And even that, I mean, he's not playing this year, Gregory Rousseff. I mean, he's not yeah. playing this year, and I've heard he's gained some weight. So the combine and like pro day are gonna be huge for him. So he might not even be a top ten pick anymore. So. So there's really not a top ten pick edge rusher no, in the there's draft. There's not really. There's not really. I mean, there's Same with the interior defensive lineman. There's not yeah. that many either. No, the best one right now is Marvin Wilson, and he's not even having a good year right now. He's having a tough year, and he he's getting questions right now. Is he still a first round pick? So the, yeah, and then uh, and then the mission guy, Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay, yeah, and then Aiden Hutchison too. I mean, these guys are. I mean, they're like late first round picks. These like are guys that are going to probably go to contenders towards the end of the draft. Yeah, I saw Quiddy Pay in the top ten in some mock draft, and I was like, mm, I don't know yeah, about I, that. I mean, that's just not taking a position of need at that point. If if you're doing that, you're not taking best player available at that point. I, I know Bama has a um a middle linebacker that's just expected to go high. I forgot his mm, name. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, there's none right now in the top ten, top fifteen where you're taking a defensive, a front front four player. There's Michael Parsons, who's very good, the linebacker of Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Yeah, and then you look at the offense, uh, uh, the O-line, if you wanted offensive lineman, like, the trenches in the top heavy is not good. Like, the only, there's only one guy with the top 15 pick on the O-line, that's Penny Sewell. So, um, if you're looking for, like, a trenches guy in the top 15, you're not really, you know, dealing with much. You're dealing with a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of wide receivers and, you know, maybe a corner or two in the, in the mix of that. Yeah, the corner class is good this year. I don't know if there's a true number one guy, but it's like it's pretty deep and good. I, that's what I've heard. So, yeah, I mean, there's not really much of the trenches in the top 15, which for the Lions' sake, I mean, the Lions are just going to go best player available. So we'll Yeah, and then like. Going. Tyler, would you agree? Because you've studied the draft more than I do. Like right now, if they were to take a quarterback in like the 10 11 range where they're picking right now, maybe 12, I forgot. Would it be like Trey Lance, Zach Wilson? Was that what we, the guys we bring up? 
If they're available, yeah. I mean, those are the obvious, in my opinion, the top four quarterbacks in this draft is obviously Lawrence Field, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. Outside of that, I mean, you're taking experiment projects that you think that could develop into NFL town. But what guys are your like thoughts on Trask? Like some guys are really high on him. Some guys are like kind of like eh, on I've, him. I've told you guys on you know side note, I'm not a huge fan of Kyle Trask. I just don't think he offers really much at the NFL level. Um, the arm is really not there. He just doesn't give me anything where I'm excited about Kyle Trask. Same thing with Alabama quarterback. I think Melvin's oh, no, back. Oh, yeah. oh, just God, doesn't no, excite. No. Doesn't excite me. I mean. If if an NFL team finds something out of these two guys, all props to them. Maybe I'm missing something. I mean, I'm not a scout or anything, but maybe I'm missing something. I just don't see it with either of those guys. And after that, it's, it's a toss-up yeah. between during the draft. So outside of that top four quarterbacks, you got to be, I think, a wizard. Or I'm, or I'm just blind. I'm missing something. Because I don't see anything in Kyle Trask or Mac Jones where this hype is, you know, yeah. the answer given them. I'm sure later on we'll probably have our guy Jordan Reed on later in the year discuss yeah, maybe, the draft yeah, and get more into that. Yeah, and but, then I um, saw, saw Kyle Trask accepted a Senior Bowl invite, so we'll see him at the Senior Bowl. That that's good. If he impresses there, then his yeah, stock I mean, will rise a lot. If he doesn't, just at, he'll drop. Just look at Herbert last year. Yeah, you know, he was phenomenal at the Senior Bowl. So best yeah. player available. So if we're at like a number six or number a corner, you're not taking a corner. <laughs> You don't need a corner, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're five, six, or seven. So we're, we're five, six, or seven. We're tight end also, I'd also take tight end off the board. I don't think it's. Yeah. I mean, the tight end class is good this year. Maybe later in the draft, but I, I want to take one in the first round. So, best player available. Yeah, probably. Even if, even if the, even if that guy's a receiver. Yeah. Oh yeah. These yeah. receivers are dynamic. Right, I love look them. at the Lions roster. I mean, outside of. Quintess Cephas, you don't have a receiver under contract going to 2021. So that's very. Do you want your home run hitter? You got Rondell Moore, Jalen Waddle. Waddle's actually healthy. They're saying he could come back for like you know you know you know know who I would want if we have like a number seven rounder. One of my I want one of my Bama boys. Jamar Chase. I want want either Smith or um or Waddle. Waddle. Yeah. You could have Chase, a really great route runner, kind of like who's he compared to? He's not that's as hard, fast. I think, I think he's gonna be the. I think he's. I think he's wide receiver one. Chase, right? I mean, that's a toss up. He's missing right now on the season, obviously. So he's losing on some hype. Rashad Bateman is another guy that's gonna be up there in the draft. So I mean, there's yeah. a lot of guys. So you guys would be perfectly fine if we we're like number five, six, or seven grabbing a receiver. Oh yeah. I have to. I have to see the scenario. I have to see who what's on the board and what the lines do in the. If the best player, if, if, I'm saying like if, if the best player available is a receiver. Ah, that's tough. Would you, would, would you go receiver? Honestly, what I try to do is I try to maybe trade back and gain more capital because I'm building towards the future, not just this year. That's and true. then if that's know. not there, I'll take the best player available. Um, but if you're at five, I think maybe you might have to take a quarterback. I, I whether wanna, it's Lance or Wilson is. or Fields. or uh, Fields probably won't be there at five, but I think Lance and Wilson would. And no, if Fields you do your homework. I think yeah. Trey Lance might. No, I don't think Trey Lance would be there either at five. I want, I want to know who my quarterback is before I'm drafting receivers because I want to get a quarterback who's really comfortable with these type of receivers. You know what I mean? Like, there's just some guys that fit better with the quarterback, obviously. If you want a guy like Zach Wilson, you want Kenny Galladay. He's a true deep ball guy. Kenny Galladay would love – or Zach Wilson would love Kenny Galladay. I mean, like if, a, if you, like if you want to do it like the way the Lions did it prior, I mean, you know, we drafted Calvin Johnson first. Yeah. And we got we got Stafford the year after. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So – That'll be yeah. interesting. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is gonna be interesting. I mean, I personally, because our defense is a disaster, and I don't know how they're gonna fix it. 
Yeah, I mean, if you because... look at like the teens, you can get a linebacker, your boy out of Bama, Dylan Moses. He's yeah, gonna say, this he, year. But he's not he's, even playing well this year. He looks he's like not he playing well. He looks like he lost a step since yeah, the injury. He was injured, so yeah. Linebacker class is good though, just not like at the top. There's some yeah. good depth though. Just Parsons really is the top guy. Parsons I mean, the there, there's going to be some guys obviously who are going to really impress the combine, and they're going to get their stock up. They're going to have good uh, senior, senior, uh, senior bowl games. Um, I mean, those guys' stocks are going to raise. Right now, we're looking really early. It's really early, right? Yeah. Now. Let's like let's get into the next call. We're kind of like yeah. Let yeah. me just talk it off. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go to the next call. Uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's, uh, it's Drew from Grand Rapids. I just want to call in just to say this is going to be one of the worst losses for Patricia. Well, besides that uh, embarrassing Jets loss, but this, this game is right up there. This guy's got to go, man. He... He just sucks. Game plans suck. Everything about him sucks. I mean, he, you look at him, he looks like he doesn't even want to be there. He should just get out. He knows nobody wants him there. It's just pathetic. The defense, no pressure on the quarterback. An XFL quarterback. Why not send pressure on this guy? Make him make stupid decisions. But no. No pressure, no pressure. The play calling on offense, so predict, so predictable. Run, run, pass, run, run, pass. It's just terrible, absolutely terrible. I wish we would have never signed AP and just kept Bo. And yeah, this team just sucks. It's hard to be a fan at this point, but. I do it every year to myself. And it's got to be hard on you guys, too, talking about these clowns every week. Okay, that's it. Love the show. See ya. You got that damn right. <laughs> Get started talking about this thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, sometimes, like, man, like, sometimes I just don't want to record, but we do it for you guys. You know, you guys motivate us for real. Like, sometimes I just feel like I don't want to, like, we talk about the same thing over and over every week. Like, I told you if I after didn't have, a loss, if we didn't, Ryan's have, didn't do this. They did this. Talk about the they game. Did. I would have turned that shit onto red zone right away. Yeah, it's it's just tough, man. But we do it for you guys, and yeah, we, I mean, you guys are probably tired of it too. Yeah, we appreciate it, but you guys are probably tired of it too. Like you guys hear us say the same shit every week. But I thought he hit on the nail. I thought he hit on the nail with this call. He's he made a lot of good points up. And I, I want to make a poll on Twitter. Uh, Malcolm, this is your department. I want to make a poll on Twitter. Is that Panthers game the most embarrassing loss in the map, Patricia, or just the most embarrassing Lions game in the decade? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll, we'll get an answer to that one real uh, quick. Yeah, I want to. I want to see that, and then maybe I we think can... people will say the Jets, but I'll be. I want to see the results. That'll be. I want to see the results. I'm just like really curious, but maybe we'll reveal those results next episode. G- g- give me, you know, off the air. Give me some really bad Lions games, and I'm gonna like. Okay. Um, see which one they vote for. Should we include the Jets one in there? I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's that's out, definitely okay. 100% going to be on <laughs> Okay. 100% so, be okay, I got so, you. I already know see. a couple of them. I got you. I mean, there's many. There's many. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next call. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next caller. Uh, what's, Mel? What's going on, fellas? 
longtime listener, uh, first time caller, name's Justin. Uh, man, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, keep up the work and giving us information and just your guys' thoughts and whatnot. And so, as a Lions fan, I really do appreciate that. Uh, and in advance, happy Thanksgiving. But, uh, man, I just, I just have to say, this, this was an absolutely just dumpster fire of a loss. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst ones I've ever had to experience as a Lions fan and whatnot. And, I know that a lot of the thoughts stirring right now is fire Matt Patricia, fire everyone, F Daryl Bevel, all of that, and I agree. And obviously I think that even though it sucks that we have to keep them, I do think it's probably best that they stay at least for Thanksgiving. It just wouldn't make sense for them to get fired um, now uh, based on a short week. However, I want to I wanna stir another thought in the pot uh, just about Matt Stafford. See, I've been the biggest Matt Stafford fan my whole life. In fact, I have a picture of him in my room. Um, I think a lot of him. I think that he's been the reason of the Lions' success for the last uh, 11 years, uh, 10 years, I think, right? But here's the thing. If your success comes from just one player, and one player alone, if it lives or dies on this one player, that's an issue with the entire team. If a team cannot be successful without that one player, this team is fraudulent. This team is corrupt, and this team needs change. Because at the end of the day, uh, and maybe this is just what I've learned in life, uh, relying on just one thing to always work out is super shaky, it's super dangerous, and you're probably going to fail. And in the same way, if you're relying on a whole organization's success to ride or die on one player who's not perfect, no player is perfect, and let alone, he's not a Patrick Mahomes kind of level or even Aaron Rodgers. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to continue to fail and we're going to continue to be um, just not at that level of elite that we um, hope to be at. And so my thought is, the, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Stafford. I still think that he's a rock star and perhaps under a better system, he would be um, a playoff contender every single year, and I hope the best for him. So here's my thought. My thought is that it could be the best, yet the hardest thing, but maybe the most important decision, that we would cut him in the next year. Again, I'm not saying that I think I'm fully right. I haven't really thought about it too much. This is kind of just what I want to throw out there. I want to ask what you guys think about that, um, as well as like what would that look like in the future, especially... It looks like it cut off on him, but we get the question. Yeah, this is yeah. a tough one. This is something that I don't like talking about. Um, but we have we, to start talking about this. We look like something we might have to start talking about, man. Yeah, I mean, it depends if the new coach, whoever comes in, wants to keep Stafford as a bridge guy to help a young player out, or thinks he could win with Stafford, or just wants to move on in general from him. So. Um, and then you don't cut him; you trade him. He has some trade value, like he's. I don't think cutting him, you want to ship him out. Uh, maybe to Indianapolis for a first or second round pick or the Steelers for a first or second round pick. Hell, maybe the Saints. The Saints need a quarterback next year. They got to figure out their cap situation, though. But there's some quarterback needy teams that have to win now. Maybe the Patriots, if they don't re-sign Cam Newton um, and they still want to keep going for it, Stafford could be an option for them as well. 
So there are going to be some teams who like who want to win now, and Stafford is a quarterback who could win now. Um, it just sucks that the Lions haven't put good talent around him. What a nightmare would it be if the Lions did cut him and then the Chicago Bears scooped him up? They won't cut him. I'm just saying, what 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 a nightmare would that be? It would haunt us. They'd be like Brett Favre and the Vikings. It would yeah, be worse because because now Stafford young, he's still young, he still could play, but yeah. he put him with that top defense. But that that would be a nightmare, bro. If they did cut him, and he went to like a team like the Bears. I wonder but, if the Lions fans would boo him at that point. I mean, yeah, of course, of course they would. There's yeah. people who there's people to this day. Who generally don't like Stafford. No, I'm saying I wonder if like we go to Ford Field Lions versus Bears. I wonder what the emotion would be. Would it be a cheer or would it be a boo? It would be a boo, bro. But they boo they boo Brett Favre. And I mean, um in Lambo. That's Packers fans, so I mean I if the Lions cut him, like I, I don't think they will, but but if they cut him, I think that's a huge mistake. I think it's a, a big mistake. You should be able to get some value for him, right? The Jaguars got something for Nick Foles. 100%. You're going to get something. And Stafford is a lot better than Foles. The Chiefs yeah. got something for Smith. And Stafford is better than Smith. So you have to get something for him. Letting him walk for nothing is an absolute mistake. And I don't no, think uh, I don't think that's, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah that will be bad. It it would be like you start to question the next GM or whoever the like the people in charge are. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are we doing? But let me let me ask you a question. Do you feel like there is a slight chance that a new regime would want to keep Stafford? Kind kind of like with the Las Las Vegas Raiders started. Yeah, they, like they started, but they kept Carr. I yeah, think I a slight chance. Yeah, there is. Um. Like I said, maybe to mold a younger quarterback, like you draft a guy and Stafford kind of just. I think Malcolm Mead is like still the piece. I yeah, think not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not just like a veteran leader at that point. Just I think that's possible. He's still kind of young enough, but um, if you're rebuilding and you want picks, like Stafford is going to make you at least average, right? We know the defense can't get fixed in year one. I, I don't think it could. So Stafford's going to make you average. Do they want to ride with that and just kind of like build on that? I don't know. I think it's possible that they keep him, but I just I wouldn't like that. I think it's I think you have a better likely chance of rebuilding this team than what the Lions would be trying to do, trying to build their own Stafford. So, is it possible? Maybe because Stafford's a very intriguing quarterback, but I don't think that'd be the smart decision, in my opinion. I'd choose the rebuild route. If like they if they kept him, I'd understand. If they traded him, I understand. It's just I don't know. Like, like, like for example, vision. like 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 for example, what if they kept him? But brought in a guy like Mac Jones, bridged him in. I mean, like, to for so Safra could, I guess, teach him. So you're saying like a fourth or fifth round pick, maybe? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that that fourth or fifth round pick is probably not your future piece if you were looking at that. So it'd be like what the line should have been doing the last couple or, of years. Or, what or, they have been doing. Well, well, I'm 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 probably going to say like maybe like a second round or a third round quarterback. So you're saying like a Drew Locke, maybe? Like what yeah. the Broncos did? Yeah. I mean, at that point, Stafford's still your franchise piece. I mean, I think Stafford's here for another year regardless. I think he's still your quarterback next year. But I think there's a very high possibility high possibility that you're drafting somebody and looking for your, his replacement. Because after after next year, they have to pay him? Yeah, I just don't see a scenario. I mean, I could see a scenario, but, like, I don't want to believe the scenario is going to happen. I don't. I realistically don't see the scenario of it, but you said a small chance, so maybe. But I don't see a, a, a legit chance where Stafford's still the guy 
where you're paying and you think he's the long-term answer. I just don't see that happening. I mean, unless he wins. Yeah, and unless he wins, he, I, I think he had to win a playoff game to win a to win a contract. I, I don't see that quick turnaround like that. I mean, yeah. maybe, could it happen? Maybe, but I don't no. see that. It's gonna be rough if the Lions somehow next year just make their defense into like an average unit and they keep Stafford and their offense a top five unit. I'd be impressed, but I don't, I don't really see that happening. I don't, I don't just see the way it. the roster is that, constructed very, right now. They got to completely strip the roster. Completely strip the roster. And there's guys who you can't get rid of. You got a lot of. I, I don't think. You, I don't think you can't get rid of. Jamie. How, how long is Jamie here for? Three years. At least one more Three years. Year. Well, at least one more year. Can't get rid of Jamie. He's here. Trey, um, Trey, Trey Flowers, he's game. stuck. He's here. Yeah, I mean, even just like, I don't think you can even do that at Madden. I don't think you could flip this roster in one year in Madden. And, no, that's, a video, and that's a video game. Like, I, I don't I've tried. I've, I've tried. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's an experiment. Like, I don't think you can do it at Madden. Like, I, 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 I tried, but I fucked up my cap it. doing it. <laughs> that's the only way you could, the only way you could do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't see that for Yeah, no, this is. I'm telling you, no way. There's a lot of guys who are just stuck on contracts. Yeah, um, tough. And then on top of that, like financially, do they have enough money to overpay guys to come here? No, they don't. Because I mean, that's what kind of sucked about bringing Bob Quinn another year. If you like, if you weren't a believer like me, who could flip this program with Ronald with Bob Quinn, you gave him another year. To give out more contracts and hold your team back even farther. So it sucks every way around, honestly. And this year really set us so much farther back than it had to be. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Um, the draft with free agency, everything. We have one more. Well, actually, I'll say we have two more because one one guy he lives out of the country, so he left his voicemails through the DM. He, he left a voice message. Okay. So I promised him I'm gonna play it. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that. But this is the last actual voicemail. Um. So let's go to this one. Uh, voicemail. What's up, fellas? This is Justin again, coming with you with part two. <laughs> no, I was just saying, um, uh, just especially with the fact that, um, you know, we've had an era with Matt Stafford. It's been the last decade, and be, at the end of the day, all things must come to an end. And so, yeah, like I said, really know your thoughts and whatnot, and, uh, oh, and since that uh, you guys are listening to the second part of this, my other thought is this, uh, what the heck happened to carry on Johnson? I mean, this guy was a baller in 2018, and part of 2019, I mean, come on, it just all goes back to coaching, I was ranting to my friends, it, it's all coaching, the coaching is the problem, and had we have a good coach, like a Jim Caldwell, the most winningest coach in, NF, or, uh, in Detroit Lions history, I mean, we would be we would be utilizing this talent far more than Matt Patricia is. All right, I'm out. Have a great day. I guess that was just part two. Um, we answered it. We answered it. Yeah, we answered, answered it. it. We pretty much answered it. And then we also talked about Jim Caldwell and how that happened. And yeah, I mean, well, one thing that we didn't answer is carry on. What the hell happened to carry on? What? 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 That's a good question. What the hell happened to carry on? His knees. You think he's? You think he's still like hurt? I told you. I was telling you guys this one time. I just don't think he's the same guy anymore. Yeah, no, yesterday, bro, he did like Hawk missed that block. But if he cut that, he gets a first down. He is like he's just different. He's not. I, I seen that play. I seen that play. I seen that play. Um, what's his name? Took a picture of it. The buddy from part of Detroit. Okay. He took a picture of it and he posted it on Twitter. He was oh, like, "Yeah, yep, it was done. I saw that." Yeah. Picture. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, man. I mean, shit, he's just not the same guy. I, I had that, you know, when you guys were asking a couple weeks ago, you were like, oh, why don't we play Carrion Johnson? He was such a beast. And I told you, I said straight up, I just don't think he's the same guy anymore. And there's a reason why they made such an like, you know, they made such a, you know, move like we're like we're drafting DeAndre Swift in the second round. We're picking up Adrian Peterson. Like well, they made such, you know, moves to like kind of get him out of the role. So let me let me let me think a little bit because maybe I'm, maybe I'm overthinking it because he had a bad game. Uh, he had a bad game yesterday. But know. he was good when he came off IR. Is that what you're gonna say? But this year he's been he he only had a few carries, but those few carries he had, he's been. Okay, I think it's because defense is just not expecting him to run anymore. I mean, yesterday you went into a game plan where you expected him to run a little bit more without DeAndre Swift, and obviously proved it could be stopped. Um, you you look at his numbers though; he's only averaging three point six yards a carry, and I mean, here's his numbers right here. You got thirty six carries for one hundred twenty nine yards and a long run of long run of ten, one touchdown. So, is he is he like? I, I don't know. He's not, um, he's yesterday, not I wanted them. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Yesterday, I wanted them to feature him more. But then when he was out there, he just didn't show that much juice um, <laughs> for whatever reason. So He showed the same shit Adrian Peterson was showing us. It was terrible. Yeah. It looks like the same like... guy. <laughs> the only thing different is, you know, so you they, see the, he bends his back so much more. Yeah, and his <laughs> knee brace. Maybe <laughs> try Jonathan Williams. I, I don't I know. Stop. I mean, <laughs> why? For real. What is there in Jonathan Williams that just intrigues I don't him? know. Try him out. Like, when we said Rose Scarborough, what is there? We tried him out. It worked until he got hurt. Try him, Jonathan Williams. See what you have in him. What do you have sure. to lose at this point, bro? Like, for real, what do you have to lose? You're foreign, they're playing, whatever. They're, they're playing AP, bro. Just face it. Okay. Just go, go, just have, go in the game with the mindset of, you know, see, run, run, pass. Okay, AGPC. they could play AP, and then they could lose again, and then they're, they're going to get in those second and long, third and long situations, and they're going to make life hell for Stafford because pass rushers are going to come at you. They could do that. They keep doing that, and they're not learning, and they keep doing it every week. And, yeah, so teams will dial up their, their pressure packages and have fun with that. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's hear my boy from overseas. overseas. All right, let's yeah, – uh, Go to that go to that message. I promised them. Uh, voicemail. Oh, mate, I just give up with this team at the moment. Just, if you... Uh, I go live in England, yeah. There's like three people in my school who actually support NFL. And I, yeah, I still get bullied about it. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, this season is just like a full of just letdowns, like week after week. Every game, finding a new way to lose. I'm supporting this team now like three years, ever since I've gotten into the sport. And I'm just envying you guys who have supported. When, when Matt Patricia hasn't been in charge, because this has been a shit show today. Absolute shit show. Like, if you went into a game saying you need to score three touchdowns to win the game, like most of the time you'd be pretty happy, especially with... Our offense could run, but you wouldn't expect it to go like that at all. And it's just horrific. And at this point, you just got to give up on the season and hope for a high round and just redo everything over the summer. But anyways, what do you guys think? And loving the podcast. Keep it up. I thought you brought up a good point. I thought it was kind of funny. If you went into a game and I told you, 
P.J. Walker's going to throw two interceptions in the end zone. And you'd say, I like your chance of winning the game, right? Yeah. And if you just if you just said the words, you're going to a game and you're playing against P.J. Walker, I already like my chances to win the goddamn game. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he threw two interceptions in the end zone. And he still got killed by 20 points. They... Two you know, interceptions in the end zone. <laughs> we, we, just something we haven't talked about. What the fuck is going on with Matt Prater? I told you. I, I told you I didn't trust him no more. I told you I still didn't trust him. I told yeah. you. I told you. I said, I said, you know what? He might be back that game, but if I see him lined up to kick a field goal, my heart's going to be pumping. I'm probably not going to look. I'm probably yeah. not going to look. And I didn't look. And when I looked up, I was like, what it the was off. fuck? If you, if, if you didn't see it, it was way off. <laughs> I caught it. When I looked up, I caught it when the, the ball was in the air. And it Bro, was me just, too. I was oh, like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Where when I it? saw the ball, I was like, what the hell, dude? Why is he like doing this <laughs> so far to the other side? Like, what's going on? He's like, souvenir. Section 135. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was nasty. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, the chief like, bro. Yeah. Was, man, yeah. I just want to say something. That's dope having someone from England that listens to us. That's honestly awesome. Like, our podcast. We got a couple guys. We got a couple guys. We, we have a few people, man, and I appreciate all you guys, man. Yeah, that, that's actually awesome. We have people from Canada, people from, obviously, the, the States, people from other countries. That's just awesome, man. Like, I mean, like America given, Canada given, because we live so close to the border. Obviously, yeah. a lot of Lions fans. But when you get fans from, with our like device that we post our podcast on, we could see where you guys are actually viewing from. And like, I see sometimes like from Australia, Saudi Arabia. Awesome. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Saudi Arabia? <laughs> know who the hell I am? Like, like watching. I mean, they might have just clicked on the episode. I, I don't know, but. <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome, dude. Like I see, like if I see like these different countries, like compared to like you know, I'm I'm shocked. The only one I'm waiting for still is you know my my parents' hometown. Where's my people from Iraq? Where's my Iraqi people? <laughs> I don't I don't think Iraqis watch uh watch American football. They yeah, like, like soccer like, down there. Where are my people from Iraq, man? We need some Lions fans here. <laughs> yeah, you know it's um, awesome. I appreciate the call, man. Appreciate all the support. Yeah. This was uh, this was good. We got we answered your questions, guys, and then we'll try to do this every week. Um, and then this week, I believe on Wednesday. Wait, what day is today? Today is Monday. Yeah, we'll episode Wednesday. Yeah, so Wednesday, uh, be on the lookout for the Texans, Lions, and Texans preview. And obviously Thursday or uh, Thanksgiving is the game. So uh, I just want to say, stay safe during this time with the Corona and everything that's going on. And I'm out. Peace. If you guys didn't get enough Lions football from Sunday, we got more. We got more this Thursday, so stay tuned for that. So, yeah, we'll have our breakdown, our preview on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. But on that note, we're out. Peace. All right, guys, it's your boy Malcolm. I want to thank you all for leaving the voicemails. And like my boys said, we're going to come and do this every single week. So, you know, leave those calls, man. If you want to vent, if you want to say what's up, if you want to laugh at us, I mean, hell, leave a voicemail. I mean, we play it all. And again, thank you to everybody. So thank you. And I'm out. Peace.
Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.